I'm so excited to speak to you because I read your bio and your background and I read the article and I was like, oh my gosh, she needs to help me find some sense of direction in my life and my career. <laughs> no, I love working with people and it's amazing to see how people grow. I think that gives me such um, energy because right? when we see youngsters and where they come from and to where they are today because each one has a story mm. and if they share those stories, it encourages others again to go out and do something different. 100%. I think that's so relevant and when I was reading this article about uh, this potential shortage of significant skills that is impacting the uh, financial services sector, I thought to myself, maybe I should go back and dust off my accounting degree, <laughs> become an actuary or sidestep somewhere so that I can help you out in financial services. But paint the reality for us. Everyone thinks, well, financial services has all the top talent. You certainly aren't seeing any challenges. Oh, my word. <laughs> Firstly, um, financial services don't just have accountants and actuaries. True. They've got many, many more people and we sometimes forget that. Um, but yes, um, many corporates and not just financial institutions, but many in South Africa really, really struggle with the talent at the moment. Um, we lose talent externally outside the co- um, country because our South African skills are sought after. It's mm-hmm. a good thing, um, but there's a challenge with that. So we tend to struggle to keep our talent um, in our country, but we also um, fight one another, if I want to put it that way, and I'm going to use the <laughs> word fight maybe, <laughs> but we challenge one another and large organizations do because there's a limited pool of talent in South Africa mm. and we're not educating people quick enough to be able to um, su- um, create the supply that's needed. Yeah. Um, so the demand is much bigger and um, unfortunately we've still got some gaps in our education and our tertiary education as well where we need to make some changes. Exactly. I find it intriguing that you mentioned that and really critical because so often when we speak to uh, tertiary education institutions, we always ask them, well, are you actually speaking to employers uh, as to how best to prepare uh, many students for the world of work? Uh, when you take a look uh, at the environment and I guess as an institution, as Momentum Metropolitan, uh, are those conversations taking place and how do we better prepare our future workforce from an academic point of view? Well, there are conversations happening. I don't think there's enough. So I think the partnership between the governments and the schools and the corporates need to be much, much bigger and Mm -hmm. closer because um, we work a lot with our employees' um, uh, children. So, I mean, I'm also a mother of three and I see what my children do at school and then Mm -hmm. the gap jumping from a school education into a a varsity, etc., where many, many people fall out and then from there on into a work environment. The gaps are just too big. The children cannot cope with that. Change is is so big, and not just in South Africa, but in the world at the moment, that the the challenge that they have going from where they were sitting in, um, at the school being taught what to do, where they suddenly have to think for themselves, creative thinking, etc. There's not sufficient um, support in our environment in that. So we definitely need to work differently still. Mm, lots of conversations that do need to take place Absolutely. there, as you've mentioned. I, I'm intrigued, though. Let's investigate some of those sectors in terms of uh, where the shortages are coming from. You mentioned it's not just about actuaries and accountants. Mm-hmm. So what other skills are missing that entities like yours are looking for? So a big part of it is our digital. Very little things um, happen at the moment with our technology. So if we see our biggest turnover in our employees from a tech space, um, developers, I mean, we cannot keep up developing more developers. Um, We've got various boot camps at the company that we create and we partner with various institutions, yet we still cannot 
keep up with the amount of developers sure. that's required um, because there's so many systems new apps are designed um, I mean every day a new mobile app goes out I think on your show many times you've chatted about it just now also when you were mentioning on the previous one um, so there's a lot of people that need to be developed and we have youngsters and mm. we keep on forgetting about those youngsters we've got 12 years 12 year olds 13 year olds 14 year olds that actually develop but we can't use them because they're not in the market yet so <laughs> that's an interesting predicament yes. <laughs> so there's some gaps that we haven't um, tackled from a ta- talent segment so i think we do need to think differently around this other than just developing um the people that are already in the market mm. the youngsters are the ones that challenge us the most um and i think if i just use myself as an example i, I learn the most from my children actually really? because if they teach us around social media they teach us around where markets are um, they ask the questions that we as adults sometimes aren't are afraid to ask. Yeah. And when they come into a um, working environment, they the ones that challenge our leaders. And the, <laughs> the millennials aren't afraid to challenge. So our leaders aren't always ready for that. And then there comes that um, challenge around the, the gap of the employees, what they want, or the yes. leaders, what they want, and the new employees that come in. Mm. Because we've also found that new employees who join they want something different to the people who've been there for many years. 100%. And that's another area that we need to keep on addressing. I find it so intriguing because in my mind, I actually just made a note like Gen Z's versus the baby Absolutely. boomer management yeah. and how different. millennials fit in. Uh, and, and a lot of studies have also been shared that this also comes as a consequence of uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of uh, Gen Z's and millennials are looking for purpose-centered 100%. work. It's not just about the paycheck. They want the digital skills, but they're also happy to um, explore opportunities. How much yeah. of an influence does that also play? So we've recently, so one of the big things that we've learned at Momentum Metropolitan was to go and listen to our employees. So we often do surveys and those surveys we ask very specifically what is it that those employees want? Look, uh, the reality is you can't always just give what everyone wants with that, but there's many aspects that we can change and adapt to. One of them is they want meaningful work. They want to work for a company that has purpose. They want to also contribute further in their own learning and development. So millennials will come into an interview and they interview. They're not being always interviewed. Oh, So that's changed. So we as the person interviewing have to also share what is it that we do from a sustainability point of view? What do we give back to the community? Um, and that put pressure on, on us as an employer to go and give one day a year paid annual leave where the people go and give back to the community through mm-hmm. our CSI. Through the so, Lissedi uh, yes, Award, the Lissedi Initiative, right. yes. Because employees are asking that. They want to come and work for a company that takes a stand. Mm. And um, a lot of that has changed after the pandemic. I, uh, the, the people don't just want to come to come to every day and go home tonight and do purpose afterwards. That work needs to be purposeful for them. Gotcha. And that's taught many of us, that's in the older generation, a lot of lessons that um, purpose is so key for us. Very true. What about wellness and burnout? Because I'm aware that that also comes out in a, as a very important theme, especially within the talent pool that is also being yes. snatched up this quickly. Absolutely. So burnout happens. And that's very, very key to make sure that our highly skilled people do not go to that. Um, So again, what we do is we have um, various uh, opportunities where they can engage with people online. We make sure that from a human capital perspective that we um, allow them time off, etc. So we also have our leaders understand what burnout is, understand why wellness is so important. Mm. Really a happy employee 
offers so much more. Mm. And happiness is not just laughing and giggling. Some people have that thought of it. Happiness is really true, true, true meaning in life. What's my purpose and where can I contribute more? Sure. So there's really, really, really so much we can learn around purpose. And um, those skills that we have and our, se- um, our senior and our junior people, they're asking those questions. So they want to contribute to the bigger purpose, bigger, purpose, bigger Africa. Yeah. And that's awesome to be part of that. Definitely. I, I can completely relate. I think that's, uh, that's something that a lot of people have awoken to, especially post the pandemic. But if you've just joined our conversation, we're having an intriguing conversation with uh, Annette Brietzka, who is the Human Capital Executive at Momentum Metropolitan, giving us some uh, perspective on some of the concerns around South Africa's amazing talent pool, uh, which uh, the financial services sector does need, those within uh, actuarial science, specialists and other technical professions. But the fact that our talent pool is so attractive that we actually are losing them, not only to competing entities in the country, but also to the global community. So a lot has to be done to ensure that uh, we do find ways of retaining talent in the country, but also paying attention to the change in themes that also influence human capital. Uh, And on that particular note, Annette, I'm so intrigued by your background. As we started off this conversation, I mentioned that you've uh, worked within uh, leadership, uh, mentorship as well, coaching, executive coaching and and, and the likes. Um, And you've really had an opportunity to witness the evolution of human capital management. What does that look like, not only from a South African point of view, but globally? Uh, And I guess, what does it mean for big companies like Momentum Metropolitan, but also a future and potential employee like myself that we need to be cognizant of? (laughs) Yes, so human capital um, has really evolved over the years. It was a process-driven environment where people thought we just pay employees. Now it's become really around the human so it's what does the human do because a company is without people Mm -hmm. and it's what's that human aspect we do and it's really if you think of the basic needs that people have from um, being paid fairly um, able to access training but then comes the next level where they really want to do that meaningful and purposeful work it's that self-esteem that comes in there and self-actualization and um, self-actualization doesn't come when you're 50 plus much younger people are exactly why we were talking earlier about the purpose is those things because if I had a coach for example um, a business coach or someone like that early in my life I probably would have taken different pathways and I think that's what's so key that having these type of conversations these beautiful podcasts that's out there I mean there's so many online training that's available so from very young young, 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 people these type of programs that we're having like this evening um, previously people didn't have access to all this information now it's readily available so people educate themselves and they ask questions they're not people aren't afraid anymore to ask questions they challenge government they challenge leadership etc so that's very different to what it was before so we as human capital and people experts need to adjust to that and we need to keep on listening Mm. well we're seeing it especially you know given the findings that you're sharing from momentum metropolitan but i'm also intrigued if we speak to the potential employee uh, and i'm sure you must interact with a number of people like this (laughs) to say annette well i want to grow i want to make it to ceo like jeanette and i want to do this like nontogozo and i want to do this (laughs) like many of the other amazing female leaders that you have at your organization and and so often people are paralyzed and crippled as to Mm. where to start or how to move um so if there is someone listening out there who works for a financial services institution who wants to pursue growth and retain their talent in the country, how should we grow? So the first thing is uh, very, very important, understand yourself. 
And um, that's why it's so important for, for, and I'll keep on saying youngsters because I love working with the young ones who uh, don't really know where they want to go to. And that's why opportunities like job shadowing, secondments, um, are great. We, they can go and see what happens at companies. We even encourage our staff to say, bring your children so that they can see what it's about. We're planning in Ju- um, June with Youth Day also to b- let the staff bring their children so that they can see what, what work's really about. Mm. Our One of our previous CEOs actually said his children grew up there. And that's the thing. If they expose to what work is about, mm. there's so much more. I grew up and you could either become a doctor a lawyer, um, a teacher, we don't even know all the jobs that's out there in the future. True. So when pers- someone studies a degree, it doesn't mean that they're going to do that. They just need some type of education to go into something. Uh-huh. But creative thinking, I mean, that's key for us. Um, people need to be able to have conversations. It's those soft skills that previously were mentioned. Mm. It's not soft skills. Those are the skills that's going to keep us going in the future that AI cannot replace mm. and um, many people are afraid of AI reality is AI is there to stay but how are we going to reskill ourselves to adjust to this change and that's with the, with the young people that's coming in whatever they're going to be studying if they're studying accounting it's a concept yes um, but a lot of the um, AI is going to they need to understand it to be able to um, um, adapt it ultimately, that human aspect cannot be replaced. Definitely. Uh, ChatGPT can write a better letter than I can. I need to put some input there and Mm. scrutinize it if it's actually true. I'm so glad that you mentioned this as well and perhaps going back to the generational stance and um, you've mentioned working with young people a lot and I can imagine there might be someone in their 40s who's thinking, oh goodness, I'm young at heart but what about me? I believe I'm still young. (laughs) (laughs) So what does that mean as well, I guess, for for, for individuals who might uh, find themselves in a similar mode um, where they're slightly more mature, perhaps don't have as much flexibility Mm. to advance their skills or go to school. Mm. Um, Are there still opportunities that they can potentially look at? I think you're probably as old as what you think you are. Because if you think of many people that later in life, after they've actually officially retired, achieved most things, because then they don't necessarily work for money um, because they don't, I'm not saying not all of them, but they, then they work for a different reason. Mm. So we mustn't limit ourselves to age. There's so many opportunities and we find more and more people change careers as they go about. So they might start off in human capital, then they see, oh my word, but technology interests me. And they move more into technology, having mm. the background. Then from technology, they see, but technology and finance talk to one another. So they get skilled in finance. Then they're going to more into digital. So there's so many um, different um, pathways that they can follow. And it doesn't mean you've got to be a manager and then the next level manager or middle manager, then senior manager and then become CEO. Mm. It doesn't work that way anymore. Um, we're finding small companies that are doing so well and they've got great things to do such great things. Um, we're in a large company that you sometimes tend to specialize. So it all depends on what it is you want to go to and want to do in life. But people mustn't limit themselves. 100%. Sometimes we get stuck and put ourselves in boxes mm. that we shouldn't be in.
Hundred percent. I can hear the coach in you coming out. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Annette. Because oh. <laughs> what I'm hearing is, you know, you can craft a portfolio of careers for yourself. Yes. Your age does not limit to you in terms of the exposure and and growth and opportunities are. are, are plenty abound. Mm. Uh, and speaking about the growth and the opportunities we need to focus on uh, as Momentum Metropolitan with many other uh, financial services institutions you've you know really heeded the call and the warning to say mm. guys we need to retain our, cap- our human capital and we also need to develop it. Uh, what's the stance that the business is taking going forward to make sure that not only do you increase the talent pool but also that we do help to retain some of this talent uh, in South yeah. Africa that can still be globally competitive but locally relevant. So I think um, a stance that we also took as a company is to say we want to keep on developing people. So as skills change and as the market change, this type of skills that's needed is going to change. So there's a few aspects. We firstly need to skill employee, uh, skill people overall. Mm-hmm. So we invested in things like IT incubators where we bring youngsters in, internships, etc. Then we need to reskill. So some of the areas that aren't going to be relevant in the future anymore need to be reskilled, and then we need to upskill. So it's really looking at those three aspects to say that there's opportunity for everyone. It's a mindset. Sometimes, um, I mean, I used to do IT also. I've had many careers in my wow. life. So that's why I'm so passionate about IT. And I mean, we developed in something called Delphi. Now, they still teach children at school where we it's not really used anymore. There's so many other different things that they can use at the moment. So if we don't have a mindset that we can change and can learn, we as people are going to keep on struggling. That's what gives us as humans the the um, edge on things like AI, etc. Because we can adapt and change. It's a mindset if we want to do it or not. Definitely. So the opportunities are there. Absolutely. We can knock on your doors. And I For say sure. and ask this deliberately because I know many of our listeners might be saying, it's the beginning of the year. I For heard sure. Annette mention IT centers or some yep. of these other opportunities. How do they get in touch? Uh, and also, how do we need to prepare ourselves before we knock on your door and say, Annette, please help, you know, because we need to meet you halfway. Right. So. so I think it's really a few basics. Understand what it is you, where you want to go to. And if you're not 100% sure, it's okay. Have a conversation. Um, chat to someone you trust um, and then start from there on. Go and see what's out there. Go and go- Google is your friend. Really go yes. and find out what's there. But make sure you get the right sources. Don't just trust everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then absolutely connect with me on LinkedIn. More than welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, there's many opportunities. We've got the beautiful website where our um, roles are... Um, our opportunities are out there as well. Go and apply. Um, we love to bring people into our company because um, they said to me when I joined many years ago, they said, once you join, you don't easily leave. I've never been, stayed so long at a company and I'm really quite older. <laughs> 11 um, years now? 11 years. So yeah. I had my uh, anniversary the other day and I'm Stunning. very proud of it. <laughs> so I'm loving it. Stunning. Yes. And that's what we need, you know, growth in, in opportunities that uh, translate into new 100%. opportunities for other people and, um, uh, and overall, you know, growth of the business as well. Because as you say, without human capital, there is no business. For sure. 100%. Annette, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, Gugu. Thank you so much for your time this evening and flexibility in joining us uh, to give us some clarity and perspective on uh, the opportunities that really do exist um, in South Africa's private sector. So just when you hear, oh no, we're cutting jobs, we're cutting jobs. No, we have skills that we require in order to keep our economy going, especially when it comes to digital skills that we've heard of from Annette. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You missed it live. Catch the broadcast on Kaya 959.co.za.